at Everzook and we are super excited about this episode this week because we are live and in person and then not only that but we have the crew here and then we also have a special guest so before we introduce a special guest I'm going to go ahead and go around the circle and we're going to introduce the people that are here we got the homie Ifosa hello world we got Jesse in the building namaste we got Amber DJ Aphrodisiac. Yo. Your boy Archie. And also we are rocking with a videographer who has been in the scene doing major things. He's gonna give us some insight on basically etiquette around approaching and interacting with videographers. Or honestly, it'll be cool to hear about his thoughts on like media in general with photographers and stuff as well. You guys welcome the homie Preston to the man. So how you doing, brother? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. It's really, really dope. Um, this is going to be super, super fun and really a good podcast, especially on like the far uh, heels of one of our previous podcasts where we talked about videographers. <laughs> and I say far heels because that was a while back. I feel was like that it was... really? Yeah, that was after... Was the summer's a blur, man. Was it was summer? No, it was in... It wasn't the summer. It was in like... Spring, I That's think. That's what I'm Remember, saying. Like, there's just been too much happening. Yeah, the, yeah, like the videographer whole controversy stuff. Yeah. So, um, do we need to recap recap that at all? I'm, I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure it'll come up at some Probably. point in a question. But I do want to shout out Preston real quick because there's sometimes where we get to interview people and. Um, that's not true. I guess we always have experiences with the people that we interview, but this is like my first time meeting Preston at Everzook and. Everzook's venue is huge. Like, there's a lot of sound. There's a lot of like video going on across like three or four different rooms, and this has been really smooth. So I just want to give props, big ups. Like, if you are running a festival, you need some video, you need AV, please hit up Preston. Thank you. I was gonna say something, but I'll leave it for later. It has. It's a positive thing. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say. Something I'll bring it up later. It's like there's no way I'm already in trouble. I didn't say anything. <laughs> no, it was basically gonna be like if bring him out and he's worth the money that you yeah. can be paying. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I definitely could speak on that too. He's like every event and just the initiatives he's tried pushing up Brazilian Zoom with his videos as well as Lombada going down to Brazil and recording all that and make sure that coverage is out online. Has been dope, as well as the other dancers too. Okay, so I don't know you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah, Preston. Like, what? How did you get here? What's your brand? What you do? Like, give us a brief. Yeah, of course. Of course. Oh man. (laughs) Well, I don't know how much time we got. That's a that's a long answer. Um, But yeah, I was actually, you know, I wasn't a dancer. Uh, I was. I mean, I guess this could be. A lot of people could relate to this, but I had someone bring me. To Zook, and I remember seeing it and just kind of being captivated by the so dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> of course, it's always the girl. It's always <laughs> like, do you get to get with your bros and be like, hey, you want to go learn a studio dance real quick? Like, it's about to be a toy. <laughs> the the first dance that I actually saw was actually West Coast Swing. Mm-hmm. That was the first dance. I remember thinking, wow, like I had no idea partner dancing could be danced to so much are so many different types of music and then when i saw brazilian zook that was also the case and i'll be honest like when i first saw zook i was very intimidated i was like oh man i'm i'm this is this is something you guys do regularly and they're like yeah you guys are like comfortable with this and they're like yeah you know it's just dancing i'm like okay just dancing no big deal Mm. but i uh yeah i was not really training i was like pushing myself to go to events and I eventually went to a festival and I saw this this crew it was actually SPKZ at the time it was mm-hmm. Kyle Mikami and oh, they wow. yeah oh, he's so good. yeah he big inspiration he's helped me a lot I, I've taken a lot um, inspiration from Kyle 
Uh, we talk a lot. We talk still. But, yeah, I saw him and his crew filming, and I'm like, man, like they got the whole setup. They got professional cameras. He's got a second shooter. They're running around. They're doing coverage. And I just I loved his approach in particular compared to a lot of other yeah. videographers that I saw at the time. And knowing that there was a need for video and dance was kind of interesting to me because as I started to fall in love with Zook, I was like, well, people need to know about this. What's a good way for people to know? And it was video. Yeah. So So were you a videographer before you started dance? I was a videographer. I was a filmmaker. Oh. I studied film at the University of San Francisco. So like I, I went to like a film class. I did, you know, media studies. I, I did journalism. Uh, my my goal, my goal still is, you know, where I see myself in five years, is <laughs> I do want to make films and narrative and stories and, you know, have them published and seen like on the big screen. You know, I'm working on a, a short film now that involves Brazilian Zook, so merging the two worlds together. Um, what was the question? Uh, we just want to hear about like tell us about so tell us about your videography brand like what do you feel like it represents in Zook? What's the name of it? Yeah, what's the name? Makana Media. So okay. Makana is actually just my middle name. Ooh. I am Hawaiian by blood, so I'm I'm a quarter Hawaiian. Wow. So I it was just an easy pick for me because they're both M words, <laughs> so it's easy to say. Uh, also, Makana the translation, the Hawaiian translation is to give a gift. Wow. So it was kind of easy for me to pick Makana Media, yeah. Um, and also my brand is all about communication. So I, I don't want to just be a videographer. I want to be someone that you can engage with. You can ask questions. You can bring, you know, your issues, your, your conflict. And you can bring that to me and feel like, you know, I'm an intricate part of whatever I'm covering. I'm not just some guy that hangs out in the corner with a camera. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that mindset adjustment plays a huge part in how organizers and attendees decide to value that position mm. whenever it comes to the, the part it plays. And mm. in my opinion, outside of, okay, so obviously music instructors play a humongous part in the scene mm -hmm. and a different, like in a different lane. But if you're talking about continuing to spread the word, yeah. like video is king. Like Period. It literally is king. It spreads fast and lasts and lasts longer. Like yeah. there's anything. there's people that mm -hmm. receive videos from events that happened three years ago. But if you ask them who taught at that event, they ain't gonna remember who taught at that right. event. Right. You know what I'm saying? But they'll see that video for then, and that video that they saw three years ago is what pushed them to get involved in a dance like right now. 100. Exactly. Like, oh, I came across a demo of Evelyn, and like Evelyn, that white room demo is like so old, but people are still, that's still people's gateway entrance of like this really old demo is like, this is the reason I'm in dance. So like having, but it's the quality of the video, it's the emotion of the video, it's the way it was shot. Like. It was so beautifully done. The production value of it yeah. is what sells it. And so I think, yes, I agree with you. Like sometimes people undervalue the work and the person behind the video um, and how it comes to be. But like having somebody that understands how to capture video and movement and where to focus it is such a huge part of how we're able to move forward. And as a dance teacher, you know, when you are looking at demos, you can tell who's experienced or who not who's not because they're zooming in on the wrong areas, the wrong parts of focus. Like you'll be killing it with footwork and they're zoomed in on your head. And it's just like, you just, you <laughs> missed it, friend. Like oh, you 100% missed that's a it. Bad one. And so having somebody that like, when organizers invest in proper videography with somebody who's professional and understands, it's like demos from professors, I think we understand that they're really big, but it's like, we don't just put that out there as our own name brand. It's usually branded under the festival. It's like their demo at this festival and the logo of the festival is on the demo. And so it's like, mm -hmm. when it goes viral, it's not just at, like advertising for the teachers, it's advertising. I think mm -hmm. it's such an important thing to invest in. It's important to recognize and I feel like acknowledge the work and the training that has to go into it to be able to get to that point, both in videography and in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Yeah. I feel very seen in your explanation of the importance <laughs> of videography and media coverage. And to actually like build upon that, like my brand uh, isn't is not also just 
you know, covering everything and covering in a proper way, but I'm also, also always finding a balance between protecting the, also the user experience, not oh. the user, I'm thinking of people with phones right now, but I mean the <laughs> attendees, right? Right, right? One thing that like really bothered me as I was getting into videography is videographers and you know not to judge I'm like friends with all the videographers in the Zook world so like if you're listening to this like no I love you and at the same time like when you're hiring me I'm very much taking into account what the attendees are going through mm -hmm. like so you won't see me and I explain this sometimes before demos like I'm always telling people the reason I position you on the opposite side of where I'm filming is so that you have an un uninterrupted experience oh. of the demo. Yeah. Because some of those people, that that's going to be life-changing for them. Mm -hmm. And I, I dread when I hear, like, man, I was, like, watching that demo and, like, the videographer was just in front of me the whole time. Yes. But at the same time, there is some truth because dancers like to do most of their movement towards the audience. Mm -hmm. So there, like, I'm constantly finding that balance between do I sacrifice a good angle and preserve the, the audience experience? And I think I've found a good balance for that because I, I'm always checking in with people. I'm like, yeah. I'm always telling people like, hey, I don't care what you do during the demo, if you film on your phone, if you just want to watch, but like, I got it, I'm capturing it. I'm gonna do my best not to get in your way, except I make some except exceptions, and then I try my best to tell everybody, hey, like I may cut in front of you in front of this demo. I'm sorry, but you know the dancers have requested it specifically yeah. in this moment. And sometimes, oh sorry, go ahead. I do have a question speaking on that, because we've seen some posts where there'll be multiple videographers oh. in the video. Mm. Mm trying to get the same video right that's true oh, How do you, I, I'm, I'm always curious about where the communication falls through and how that works out and also and yes now i guess we're gonna also tie in the whole freelance versus being hired as well too because i've seen you'll see some freelance ones then you'll see someone's doing it for right. a hobby but they'll have the big camera and nobody's gonna really say anything sure and then you see the people who are hired there so how does that all work out? Are y'all on the group chat, y'all? Just doing willy-nilly? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And before cool. we stray off from the topic, I also have a follow-up question, so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, you go first. Go for, answer, okay. Yeah. So there, basically, if you see that, that means there probably is no communication happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, at least in an event I work, like I'll go up to the other videographers and be like, I don't care what you guys do we cannot be all filming the same thing. Right. Like, why? It makes zero sense. If we all have professional gear, let's, 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 you know, maybe you take a break and I, right. I, I get a, you know, I go get a coffee or, yeah. or like you film from one thing that I've done with Kyle, which has been like, you know, this is something we, we could do if we're got multiple videographers. It's like you film from a different angle, right. but where you're tucked away and it doesn't like look like three camera operators floating around the dancers. Uh, it's just, it's not a good look. It's not a good look, and it, and it makes it seem like, for me, you have all these people coming to watch the demo that have just taken the class, yet the focus is like these camera people doing their thing and the artists. Like, it's like we're making our own little video right there, and it's, we're completely cutting off the, the container created for the people that are there for the demo. So to answer your question, usually, if you see me at an event, I'm, I'm usually telling people, like, look, let's communicate. Like, I don't need to film the same demo. Like, I'm, like do you want to film this demo? Like, tell me. Like, I'll take a break. Um, and, yeah, I think it's, like, protecting the user experience. You had another question. Yes. Uh, I was also curious about the whole... Because sometimes you see freelance. Yeah, the freelance hired versus, I guess... That's been hired. a new... Yeah, that's been tricky because one thing I am starting to do and I'll probably get some flack for this, is I am starting to teach people like how to film on their phones more frequently or from like other, other videographers, videographers because I'm, I want to empower people like if they don't want to necessarily buy a video, you know, like there's some things you can do. You can get a particular light that's really small. You can, if you have a high-end phone, there's a couple settings you can switch to to make your video. Yeah, like, no, I, I've taught, taught a couple privates. We don't have to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he only do it if I have phone, though. Right. <laughs> it doesn't After matter. Story, yeah, I posted on me. Yeah, I'm going to need to learn how to do my phone. Yeah? There's yeah. a story posted about you? Yeah. She asked him to take, oh! him to take a picture yesterday, Listen. and it was all cropped, Listen. face all out. It was, that, it was, <laughs> a, it was an iPhone settings. That's the problem. Bro, no, it was, it was the crop. Amber's face was like the 
And I was like, bro, really? If Osa taking pictures like somebody's grandma? And specifically, <laughs> we asked for thirst traps if Osa. Hey. Hey. <laughs> All right. That's why I need, I need private lessons. I'm yeah. going to get from person. Yeah. But to, to answer your question, um, it could be tricky. I mean, for me, I just do my best to go up to people if they're not hired by the event and have a conversation with them. Um, most of the time, at least recently, I've noticed that organizers have been a little bit more clear mm-hmm. on how, like, hey, these people are hired. These are the ones we're allowing. Mm-hmm. And every now and then there's someone who comes with their camera. The only time it's been a problem is, like, if they have a light and they're just constantly filming dance to dance and there's no like feel for if that's bothering anybody mm-hmm. because that's what I can speak for myself that's what I do a lot of I'm always like doing my best to tune into like do these people want me filming them right now because mm-hmm. maybe they don't mm-hmm. uh, which is why I mean, we can probably get into it because it's like I have a longer answer for it but I, I'm starting to you know talk to people about um, you know talk to me like if you want a video it actually makes makes my life easier if you just like I want to encourage people to grab the videographer mm-hmm. tell them like hey you know I want a video and like tell them like how much like ask them how much does it cost like right. get, get yeah. that discussion out in the water right sure I want to dive in but I want to say to the freelance um videographers that there's like <laughs> five so demos are like a silent dance between three people right it's like you your partner and then the audience and if you have done performance training i can usually tell the demos of the people that haven't done performance training because when you do do tricks or when you do do like something big you're you're angling and you're setting yourself up so that it features in the perfect place right and i can tell people that are a little bit newer at demos because those wow moments either feature like with the lead with his like back to the audience and like the follows completely covered up and so there becomes like the, the, the more experienced you get, it becomes almost like a dance between the videographer, photographer, and then the dancers of trying to make sure that you're working with the videographer and not completely swinging out of their way mm-hmm. the second before a big trick happens, or you're trying to make sure that you all three fit in the space that you're dancing in. So as a dancer, you're not trying to get too close to the audience or too far away. And, you're aware of like the lighting of like, okay, you know that like, if the bright light window is right over there, then don't dance with your back that way so the video video doesn't come out with like washed out lighting. And so when you have, like when you take it upon yourself to have three people running around a circle and they're all going in different directions, it's hard to be able to tell the dancer like, where am I angling myself at this given moment to be able to give the best point of view for this demo, mm-hmm. for the trick and everything. Like it just makes it a lot more confusing. Whereas if it's one person, and we can organically work together with the energy. It makes it so much easier for us to just like deliver this fire demo. So oh yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So the freelance like it's it just works better for the artist because it is like the artist demo, and you want to be able to show off their work of art. Um, and it's really you can't redo a demo. It happens once. The energy is once. So like, I would just please like talk to us if you guys are having tips of like who is gonna film it or whatever else like let somebody else choose but having four or five people it just looks crazy and messy it looks frantic seeing somebody run across the background like and then shuffling back and forth like it's just not a good vibe totally yeah yeah for sure absolutely agree okay so when you say because you just finished up on something really good so you said if people want a video then let's talk about it like let's buy one are you referring to just like instructors can attendees get a video like who are you aiming this at right now that's a great question uh i think i'm aiming it towards everyone but they're obviously you know i want to address there's an obvious relationship between the artists and the videographers at events but i think we need to all have a a comfortability with communication Mm -hmm. i mean one of the reasons that we have drama in any type of setting is because there's a lack of communication there's a lack of understanding and togetherness so what I've been proposing is people who are like you know how do I get a video I'm like you know tell me mm-hmm. you know and it, it, some people have expressed like well you know I, you look busy or I don't know when it's the right time so that's on me that's where it's my job to be like hey I know I look busy but please come talk to me like right. you know like I would love to have a discussion because it's nice when I'm fil- filming social dancing to know who wants to be filmed instead of me like and this can put videographers in tough positions where they just go and they film random attendees dancing with artists mm-hmm. and then they sell those videos but there was no discussion beforehand mm-hmm. but at the same time 
a lot of those people want those videos. They just didn't know that dance was going to happen. So I'm just saying we can't. There's not a you can't check every box. But if you think you know you want a video, I always encourage get a videographer's attention. I don't think I know a single videographer that's going to be like, oh, this person came up to me and asked me for a video. I think most of them would be happy to know that there's an interest there. Yeah, that's that's good because yeah. that is something I feel like a lot of attendees don't. Yeah. Like they don't realize that I feel like a lot of attendees in a party if they want a video, they are just like, Well, I hope I get one. Yeah. yeah. They don't know I can actually walk up to a person and be like, Hey videographer, can you film me? I don't maybe they think it's like taboo or they think it's just not like not a good look and versus just being like, I hope I get one because then afterwards and I know they think this because then afterwards people are like I ain't get no videos. Right. Yeah, exactly. I ain't get no photos taken of me. Right. Yeah, it's like, well, did you, I mean, I, I get it because my first thought is like, well, did you ask? Right. Then I understand it can be a cultural thing for it to not seem normal Same. to just be able to like, hey, don't can you do you mind getting photos of me or yeah. like, yo, if you see me dancing with so and so, I'll come and grab you if I see you, and then hopefully I can get a video from you. Yes, that's right. a perfect example. Amber had to ask. Amber's a DJ and she had to like That's a completely you know, separate conversation. No, no, but I'm saying no, but I'm saying like that's not it's not a personal thing of you're lower than everyone else and that's not why you're not getting videos. It's not a personal thing. Like all of us have to advocate for ourselves as artists, as DJs. If you want something, communicate it. Yeah. And after Amber started saying to videographers or photographers, like, hey, this is something I would like to see, make sure you photograph me. She's getting more photographs. Like, it really right. just works that way. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That's weird. But, that's, no, but I mean, it's that's just cool. an example. I hear your example to, for sure. Yeah, but it I, is a separate conversation. I can't help but be like, nah, nigga, like, Ember's DJ, and you get photos of all the other DJs. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a separate conversation. Yeah, but I also want to put out there, like, this is a caveat of, like, it's the same thing as asking a teacher for a dance, right? You can't ask and then get hot at the end of the event that this person didn't specifically come and find you at the exact right moment where you were on the floor and you were right. dancing, right? Like, right. still understand that they're trying to cater to you, but they are also hired by the organizer to get certain things at certain times. These people are working all day long. Um, and so they work for the event, basically to say. They don't work specifically for you. And so yes, advocate for yourself, but also with the understanding of like, you've put it out there, but don't have this expectation of it will happen now that I've said this. Yeah. So, if that happens then, right? Like, well, first of all, what's the, okay, so if that happens, right? Like you, you know that there is not like a, maybe there's a chance or not a chance that you'll get filmed social dancing at night, but I want a video really bad as an attendee, not a professional. Like then what other ways could I get a video of myself dancing? Yeah, I mean, the best, at least for me, the best way is to, to, to talk to me directly. But you can also, you can also message me ahead of time. Like, put, like, put it, put it, like, in my awareness. Like, hey, you know, I'm going to be at such and such event. Like, are you going to be available to film me? Can we low-key that don't like to talk? They'd be like, maybe if I dance in this area. Right. Boom, that, I was about to ask about the other certain positions. Because I think, like, the back corner would be hard, but. Yeah. That's I, that's interesting. I was just gonna say, do most videographers typically seem to place themselves in the room where most of the, like closer to the booth where most of the instructors are? Is that where they like the, <laughs> like the place my feet in the uh, spot and the, get most of the videos there? So it's a, up there. Yeah, it depends on the events, how it's structured, how they've organized the room. But I think. I know for myself at least, I'm usually by the DJ booth just because that's where the most light mm. is. The artists are there, and I guess sometimes, like, because when I'm working an event, I'm usually part of my package is to, to provide video of the artists. Mm. I'm so, you know, I will be there capturing the artists some as well, but it's typically because there's the most light there. Mm -hmm. And I assume, this may not always be true, I assume that people that really don't want to be on camera, they go all the way to the back yeah, and uh, also people who are working yeah people who are <laughs> exactly <laughs> and the same thing goes for people who are working on their dance i've noticed they also yeah. pick that spot in the dance floor so that's where they feel like they can mess up more or talk about the dance as they're going through it and that's probably someone that's not going to be on camera because they're not i don't think they're going to want a video where they're like stopping in the middle of the dance and like wait i'm not doing this move right you know right side note 
artists, please move away from the DJ booth. I'm tired. Y'all frowned at up. Y'all hot breakfast stinking. Oh my God! Please. I need space. I'm I ain't gonna lie. It was I'm like, 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 that shit oh is. Oh my God. I was like, if I can't even, I can't even. Like, y'all are like, y'all like the door. I'm gonna like unhand y'all and like, y'all like a door. They're gonna have drinks everywhere with their, the DJ equipment. Yo. If, my, if y'all spell your shit on my shit, I'm gonna fight y'all. <laughs> Um, would you say a better way to ask for videos slide you some money yeah. <laughs> okay legitimately well i was gonna ask because i know for myself as an artist even if i'm getting my demo there are sometimes more there are different kinds of videos that i want and so i know if i know a specific videographer is there and i like their style i'm messaging them months ahead of time and saying can i book you for an hour or can i book you for this and i pay the money because I'm sorry, like I just feel like you want the experience, you want the video, but you don't want to put the money out there to get it. That individual style, like wow style demo. But that's a product. You know, it's a valuable product. And as artists, you recognize that. So you value the videographer and the relationship between the videographer and the artist is that we pay it because we recognize that what you're putting out there is not something I could do myself. Mm -hmm. And so basically what I'm trying to say, like, because I don't think this is set enough to attendees, right? Um, is that you can book a video session. You can book a video session. You can reach out to the videographer and you can talk to them about getting a whole professional video done mm -hmm. with a videographer. So when you're talking about that, like what's the best way to approach you and talk about doing a like video shoot? And well, what you first, said was a good example. Good. I think those are two separate questions. Like I think Amber was talking about like oh, question in like the party. Or mm -hmm. in general, in the party. Yeah. So like, how do like, <laughs> yeah. paying payments in the party versus like payments if we're like going into like an hour video? Sure, hour sure. This this is gonna go into a much bigger discussion because it depends also the kind of video that we're providing because mm -hmm. you're you're what you're talking about is something more planned and thought out a video session and you're like you probably just want like a social video with somebody real quick right or i don't know you just said well, me money i have paid a videographer i'm like hey if you see me djing can you make like i want like three 20 second videos for instagram Oh, for you I just DJing? Talk about, yeah, or okay. like me DJing the party. I've done that in advance and paid them for like my personal promotional material. Well, I am curious about those. The acts are as a social yeah. dancer too. So for I me, yeah, for me, I just tell people like, ask me if it's, and, and if you know the kind of video you want and you can tell me and I can actually like give you a price. Okay. Some videographers, they have a set rate where it's like a certain amount no matter what you want. For me, I like to keep it a little bit more like some people just want like a reel you know mm -hmm. so if that's all you want then i'm just gonna film you for a minute and it'll be less mm -hmm. of a cost some i have, I'll have some dancers where they want like 15 minutes with a particular artist and they're willing to pay that so it just depends um i would never expect anybody i know you're just joking but to actually slip me money i'd be like no 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 like make sure you like the video first Oh, uh, you know, because if someone asked me to play a song, I might do it. But if they give me some money, yeah, I'll do it. for sure. I mean, if, if you come up and you're like, hey, can you play this song? In my head, I'm like, we'll see if it fits. Right. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate your request, but if they're like, hey, here's like 10 bucks. Can you play this song? I'll be like, oh, I got you, bro. We can figure this out. Interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, Interesting. Have you ever had a situation in that? First of all, before I ask this, and then it's like a quick answer. How long have you been videographing in dance? In dance, I've been doing video video for four to five years now. Okay, so this is perfect. It's not like a short short time. So uh, there might be some answer to this question. Yeah. Have you ever had an experience where somebody's just been like like stupid crazy over something that happened based off of a situation where you're like, yeah, I get you a video and like it didn't happen or like you filmed a video and then they're like, oh man, it cost this much. Like just something that just like kind of threw you off. Hmm. I think I've been pretty lucky in that regard. I I think I've had a couple people think like maybe my price was maybe a little high for a social video, but I I don't I haven't experienced that much. Yeah, because my price is my price, but I, I also 
I've always been someone who likes to negotiate and talk. Yeah. And I think even when I just beat the fact that I do that, it gives people ease. They're like, okay, like maybe I don't want to pay this much, but like I was clear with them. So mm -hmm. they appreciate that mm -hmm. versus like me, like, well, that's what it costs, whatever. You know, like you figure it out. Like mm -hmm. I've never been that kind of person, but For sure. yeah. I respect that. Um, if you don't mind commenting. What would you say for you or the market a fair price for a social dancing video with an instructor for the attendees? Oh, that is a tough question. <laughs> and there's, you know, there's a lot of heat around that too. Like, I know. so we can definitely talk about it. So here, here's the thing, I've this yeah. is not him stating his price. So don't go around saying, "Hey, you said this, so it's this much." Also, <laughs> Today's price could change. Do you know what I'm saying? Today's exactly. price is not yesterday's price. Exactly. Whatever I say the price is, is what the price is for whatever reason I say it is. Right. Like, what if you buy some new equipment? It's going to go up. You yeah. know what I'm that's, <laughs> that's literally been part of it. Yeah, it's... So the question was, like, what's the price? There is no, like, set price. There's a lot of variables. Like, for, for example, I am getting new gear, especially, like, as of late. Like, I have been getting more gear, but... I am the type of media person where I am also thinking about, you know, people are spending like a lot of money yeah. to just dance. Mm -hmm. yeah, the flight, the hotel, the food, and then a videographer is like, oh yeah, you want a minute video? Okay, that's $120. I'm like, even like me, I'm like, yeah, like that's great. Like I'm going to make that money, but I'm kind of like cringing at the idea of, am I providing that value? Now, here's the thing. If I can have a system where I have particular style videos and you know what you're going to get and that looks worth it to you and you know what you're getting, then I think the price can be whatever as long as you, I, I think if I'm going to set like a high price for something, it, the, the person needs to at least have some expectation of what it's going to look like and not just, oh, Preston's coming to film, he's going to film my social dancing and I don't know what it's going to look like. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long it's going to be, but it's going to be one set price. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you, you're approaching it more like an actual, like profession, business. Like, yeah. If you were to like, if a if a a couple was looking for a videographer for their wedding, it's not just going to be like, oh yeah, I met this guy who's in dance and he's going to video our stuff. Right. Like, no, like, I need to know exactly what's happening, what's yeah. laid out. Yeah. And you're approaching it that way because of the whether it's high or low, and if we're just like subject. Money's so subjective. For somebody, a hundred dollars is like, oh, what's a hundred dollars? Right. For somebody, a hundred dollars is like Brian Brian Gross. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like so weird whenever you look at it that way. But however, regardless, regardless, you're approaching it in a way that's like, it's money. Period. Right. And I want to give you. I want to make sure you know exactly the product that you're receiving. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, because it, it's been tricky because they're you know, the videographers and I we've talked about like setting a standard. But the thing is, we also, we, we, we work so differently. So for example, an event that hires me, I am doing full coverage. I am filming with different lenses, different cameras. I, I film with the intention to capture the energy of the event, the audience reaction, the dancers, the demos. That's why people yeah. always tell me like, you're everywhere. It's, I am, like I literally wake up before everyone because I wanna be here with, for the first demo and I'm the last to leave. Um, so I have a, like my ideas of what I'm providing are so different where there's other videographers and dance where they just they just come to do their thing like they, yeah. they film the people that want to buy social dance videos they film demos if they're either hired or being paid by the artists to film the demos and then they spend the rest of their time enjoying the event which is fine but my focus is more like the entire event so that I have a decision based off of each individual de uh, each individual videographer or what the event is asking for? Oh, um, I think that's a good question. Can I add in something while you're thinking about that? Yeah, sure, because sure. I feel like um, this weekend has been crazy for me because it's one of the first weekends I haven't worked in a long, like worked as a teacher in a long time. Out yeah, of yeah. So I just get to observe things in a very different way. Like I, my focus is a little bit more open to observing and Number one, yes, the fuck you are everywhere. I swear to God, it's crazy <laughs> to turn around and see you like here. Like I, I wasn't convinced that you slept, but <laughs> <laughs> the attention to the detail that you're providing, which is why I was like really impressed with you. Like I went downstairs to introduce demos because I was emceeing the demos today. 
And before I was even given the mic, they were like, hey, make an announcement that everyone takes their water bottles off of the windowsill because it's going to obstruct the view of the demo and it's going to obstruct the view of the water because there's mm-hmm. like a big body of water outside of that yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking about that and I'm like, that's such a small detail that a lot of videographers wouldn't take the time to like stop and announce and because probably we were ready to go. They're like, yeah, throw yeah, yeah. let's go. And everyone's yeah. like, wait, let's make sure it looks beautiful. Let's take advantage of the moment. It's like those small things that people don't think about are the polishing touches that make a difference. And so I think, yes, there's certain decisions that organizers ask for from videographers, but there's also something organic about like, how holistically are you taking this in? Like how, what are you, I think it goes back to your name brand. Like you're giving a gift and you're, sure. you're, you're thinking about it as a gift, like this big, beautiful work of art every time you do it. And it's not something that for me as an artist, I experienced with everyone. Like I legit had somebody come in to film a demo one time that I was teaching and he stood in the doorway, leaned over like this and filmed it like that. <laughs> oh, wow. And I left the dance floor so heated because I'm like, for me, I'm like, that just, that felt like a slap in the face for me. Like you just didn't give a shit. Yeah. But that level of attention is like, I would pay money for that. Like you are ensuring that everything from the podcast live taping, you were there making sure that looked good and ended up on our Facebook. The demos, the social dancing, like, everything like so much attention to detail so i just want to guess you I'm like yeah oh thank you, you. i appreciate that you <laughs> thank you for saying that yeah. um i also wanted to answer your question what's your question again so you were saying that for some videographers like their model is i show up i film demos i film people that are social dancing and then i bounce um which is not right or wrong it's just like how they decide to work mm-hmm. um and then for some like you Kyle, like you guys are going nonstop capturing the essence and every the mood, which creates like a super dope recap video or multiple recap videos, et cetera, et cetera. So my question is, do organizers specifically tell you they want that, like a package? Or do they say like, we want you to be our videographer and then it's like literally something that you decide to do personally? Sure, good question. Um, so it is a package. Mm-hmm. So I am providing a service, which is is like, that is my goal when traveling and filming Zook events is I prefer to do full coverage because it's hard for me not to like work hard. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like to cover all my bases. And yeah, that's, I guess the reason I was talking about that in relation to what other videographers may charge is, you know, I, my goal is more of offering the event coverage. Mm. So I'm not even as focused on selling social dance videos as much. Mm. This is another reason I've thought of like telling people to tell me they want to be filmed because I may like take that time to just film whatever I want and then rest or dance. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm dancing a little bit more now. Yeah, yeah. It feels good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you do a crisscross a couple of days ago. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Practicing that one. Yeah. 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 Uh, Walter to thank for that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to copy his feet, but I'm not uh, saying um, yeah. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, for sure. Do you have thoughts on the like drama that popped off a few months ago with like the- videographers charging? Yeah, a lot of people have been asking me about that. Like, what are my thoughts? After that popped off and we did the episode, a lot of people uh, were like, "You should tell the press." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's like what you guys said, you know, I think the same thing, I think you have to apply the same thing that's happening when artists give privates. Mm-hmm. They can change their rate at any time. It's how they value themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember exactly because I was so busy at the time that that popped off. I didn't even have time to like get into it. It's probably the best, you did. It's probably the best I did. <laughs> but I wanted, I, I'm all about communication and like having the bigger discussion I'm a peacemaker like mm-hmm. for better or for worse so I'm always like looking at like how can everybody be on the same page so when I saw that I was like man I would love to say a lot more but now so much has been said yeah. that I'm like man where do I start because I don't know how you would have stepped in and set off that fire like, <laughs> I, I ain't never seen these two people get so yeah. fired up about something at the end of the day my biggest takeaway from that was it's all about communication. Yeah. And it's like learn learn to also like for people who want videos and they're asking, you know, how can I get a video? I also want to like hear more of how can you tell a videographer not to film you? Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. there's a lot of people that hate being on camera. How do you even handle that? Yeah, like if it's 
Because I imagine you're like walking up to people in the middle of the night and you're like, oh, this couple looks dope dancing. Let me film them. Mm-hmm. So like, are they like, how did they, I don't know. I don't, how did that even work well, in, this is, in real time? Yeah, this is something that I'm like hoping to develop and talk more about, which is I think people need one to feel comfortable like just saying no to a videographer. Mm-hmm. Like even if they're filming you and there might be some sense of intimidation, it doesn't matter. You paid to be at the event. Mm-hmm. You have the power to say no. I don't want to be filmed. Even if the event made you sign a, you know, like non-disclosure, non-disclosure like you can still you can still tell the videographer not to film you. We don't want to film you if you don't want to be filmed. That's something I want to know. I've, I've you know I've had people tell me oh like I was really nervous when you were recording. I'm like oh my god I had no idea you looked so good. Mm-hmm. And it's also like our job is like to make you look good mm-hmm. even yeah. if you don't. So that might be what we're doing too. <laughs> So it's like the craziest thing you inadvertently called on film. Like murder or something. But like what's Okay, well the whole murder thing. I've actually filmed homicides. So that's because during the pandemic I needed work. Oh and I I was I I got into what's called night crawling, which is where like I, I film incidents locally at night. And I sell it to local news. So it's funny that you bring that up. Oh so if you gosh. want to talk about the craziest thing I've filmed, I've filmed fires, homicide shootings. Okay. Uh, and but, but anyways. And <laughs> uh, yeah. But if, if you guys are ever curious about that, ask me questions. But that craziest thing in dance. Yes. Um, just people accidentally elbowing each other. Uh. Yeah, this happened a few times. And I'm like feel for them and I know I'm the only one that's going to keep that video. I've seen it in competitions, I've seen it in social dancing where it's just like someone's doing a spin and it's just, you know, like wow. I mean, full I force. Amber said she caught two people cheating on the camera. On the <laughs> she was filming a couple of dances, taking photo of a couple of dancing and in the background it was two people right. that was in a relationship but they was dancing with each other and they was, they was doing some stuff. Oh. I <laughs> was like, Hey, man, take that photo down. And he's like, man, that's not my fault. You got caught doing right. something you weren't supposed to do in the yeah, back of the yeah, camera. Yeah. I bet you there's, because the, the front ground, you're filming somebody, it's like there, but I bet you there's a lot of stuff happening in the back. There is, so, yeah. Has anybody ever messaged you to say, oh, can you take this down? Because they yes. dancing in the background? They, not because of the background. I've just, I've had a couple of people who didn't want their video public with like a certain artist or a certain person or later down on the road people get out of dance mm-hmm. they decide like i'm not really in a zook anymore and they'll message me hey can you delete this video can you delete yeah. that video i'm like okay yeah sure so. it's gonna be some digging but i can do it right. yeah they want you to delete it off their whole file off yeah file. I, I i've had to go back to like some pages i've managed and be like uh hey can oh, we delete on, this on pub- it's public because it's public Man, that's what's up, bro. Where can we find you at on social media and everything? Wait, before that, uh, um, actually, do want to ask about how does a new videographer get into it, and also like what kind of like contract stuff do you, mm-hmm. do videographers get? Like, do they get food? Do they get to? Do you, are you able to negotiate food? Like, do you, do they fly you out, etc. Um, what does that look like? Not you personally, but just in general. What kind of standards y'all have? Yeah. Hey, I'm being paged for the demos. No, you're good. Go okay, ahead. I, we can continue the conversation. Yeah, I just need to go down there. Okay. Is it live? Or? So, the question I want to ask you, well, I guess there are two. First would be, like, what's the kind of contract situation? What's the kind of contract situation with videographers? Do they get food? Do, do they get flights? Like, what does that look like? Because I know for artists and DJs, depending on who they are, they get food, flights, bed, etc. But I'm, I've never heard what's like for media. Got it. So it's it's all about what we create, what our agreement is. Uh, I think it's it's kind of the same situation with the DJ. Um, for me, like. There was a time where when I first got into videoing Zook, I didn't require as much. Now, my minimal requirement in my contracts is that I have everything can, taken care of. And then on top of that, we're negotiating like what, what kind of deliverables are you willing to budget for for your event. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no consistent, there's no like union 
that videographers have to follow, which does cause some problems because some videographers may have like thousand dollars worth of equipment, but they're just like, hey, I want a free pass. I'll bring my camera to your event. And like, I, it's, it's tricky because that is one way to get started. But at the same time, it's like that can be a problem for people who like right now for me videography event videography is full-time that's my yeah. main work I, I do have a side job but it's my side job mm-hmm. yeah and then the last question will be do you have any advice for up-and-coming new videographers mm-hmm. there should be it's so hard to enforce this and i think it's hard to enforce it in any sort of craft mm-hmm. but there should be at some level I won't say that, that everybody needs to charge the same because I personally do not believe in that. Yeah. Somebody's quality is going to be better. Somebody has been doing it longer. Expertise is, is deeper. Um, product is better. So I'm not going to say everybody needs to charge the same, but I feel like there should be a minimum price that in each field that somebody charges because okay. what happens is if somebody does charge a free pass, versus charging money and then the organizer is like it's i'm getting a video regardless so i'm just going to not pay and save money and place it in another place but yeah i can also charge 25 dollars to go to my cousin's garage and get a tattoo (laughs) to the tattoo parlor and we all know how that's going to (laughs) so it's literally like if you're looking at the actual quality and longevity that it provides for what everybody's always saying that they care about the scene everybody's like i'm just doing it for the scene i want to see the scene Mm -hmm. grow i want to see well if you do and you care about the quality of the scene then you want to see something that's going to bring the most quality quality to the scene Mm -hmm. and create the most longevity for the scene and having a dope videographer is that so i bring all that to say Mm -hmm. i think that videographers you should feel empowered to not belittle yourself and what you bring and know that if every videographer pulled a writer's strike right now, like how the writer's strike is happening in media, like people don't understand how much the dancing would be impacted. Mm -hmm. Every videographer was just like, no, we're not working. No videos and screens, film on your phones. Yeah. Like it would impact the scene a lot. The yeah. world would be non existent. Yeah. Marketing yeah. would die. Like it's oh, such a vital yeah. part of the scene. For, so sure. For I, sure. I, I, I say that in, in, in like response to what you said to add on to it because I think that there need, like the, the videographers need to understand that the value that they bring to the scene is mm-hmm. like, it's a lot. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I could add to that, which is I also think. I can agree that there should be a minimum, but on top of that, I think it, it, would, it would be great for videographers to always ask themselves, what are they bringing mm-hmm. to events that's unique? Yeah. So, like, am I growing as a videographer? Like, yeah. I'm always asking myself that because if I'm just doing the same thing every event, you know, that that leaves room for things like that to happen where people just they come with the camera or they mm-hmm. don't charge as much because they're not pushing themselves mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to get more into expanding what I, I deliver like yeah I film demos and I film social dancing now I'm starting to record audio yeah it's like the teachers teaching getting bits of them explaining how a move works and then putting that into my recaps or doing testimonials Apollo and Louisa hired me for uh, an intensive training they did in Florida and one unique approach we did is in the recap we have testimonials that drive the story of the recap that's something different that only a videographer could provide. Yeah. Yeah. I just cannot emphasize in a changing market, like post COVID, it is getting so hard for organizers to figure out like numbers of attendees are just dropping. Everything's coming more expensive. And um, part of what videos do specifically is they recruit new people to the dance, right? Like it puts videos in front of an audience of people to where they start looking for where they can do it in their city. Um, And so I just, I wanted to say um, that videographers are just vital. They're like really important. They're some of the lifeblood and you know, it's just a respected craft that I feel like is super underrated right now. Like it's worth the investment, it's worth the time and it's worth the money. But I have a question first because photographer videographers are one of those paths where it's like, it's important to the dance scene, but I don't exactly understand the training path. Like how, if somebody's at home interested, 
and wanting to break into videography for dance like what's a good path like are you mentoring people can one take private lessons like how mm. do we help these people grow shadow you yeah like what's, right. what's the right. options right that, that's a good it's a good question um i've had a couple of people actually show interest that they want to like learn study under me Myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um and there's so many different ways you can apply yourself to media as well you can film on different kinds of cameras so it really just depends on what you're wanting um i think if, if you're someone that wants to get into videography it's all the first question I start with is what what is the reason that you want to capture the dance? Mm. What is motivating you to do that? For me, mm -hmm. it's I want more people to know about Brazilian Zouk or the dance that I'm filming. I want the world to know about it, mm -hmm. which is why that influences everything I do when I do production. Um, so like if you're getting started and you're like, well, where do I start? It depends. Like if you're just someone who wants to do creative videos, like super artsy, super up close, and that's your main focus, you can just get started by studying videography on online, maybe take some courses. You know, I'm, I would make myself available if people wanted privates. Wow. Um, but most of the time when I meet people who've already invested in camera equipment, they start learning pretty quickly on their own because they've already decided to like learn how to use the equipment. Then it just becomes a matter of learning to how to be attuned to the dance. Mm. So I, I think it helps to be a dancer to film dance. And I, I've brought some guys along who've done no dancing to help me film and they don't even know like what they're doing, when to film what. And it's funny to see them struggle, but at the same time, I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I hope that answered your question. Yeah. Uh, for videographers of different genres uh, trying to record other dance styles that's yeah. native to their mm. as well. Like I, would, I remember back in the day there was this one video of, uh, of a Kizomba, like a Kizomba videographer trying to record a Brazilian Zouk mm. video and it was just, It's so mm, different. Uh, yeah. It's so different. Like in kids we focus a lot on footwork and so we'll get sometimes crossover, especially at SBKAZ events. We'll get crossover videographers, maybe from like Salsa Bachata, that are filming half the demos from like our shoulders. Oh up. boy. And it's like, this did nothing for me. <laughs> like, you did not, you didn't understand the essence of the dance. You didn't capture you it. You didn't like, capture it. energy. Like, you mm. should definitely look into the dance if you're trying to record. Yeah. I mean, for me, when I film demos, especially, especially demos, I'm always getting footwork. Mm -hmm. So that's something like, if you're listening, um, I I spend a lot of time asking the community what they like in my videos and what they don't like. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to have uncomfortable conversations because I think it's helped me grow. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I've heard a lot of people complain about is they hate Zook demos that don't show feet. 100%. Mm. Um, I get it. There, there's a creative aspect to close-up shots, mm -hmm. but I think those need to be reserved for if it's planned and you've decided with the artist that this mm -hmm. is a creative video and we're not. it's not a demonstration. Because a demo... People just came from that class. Mm -hmm. They just saw these people teaching. And if they're not seeing the footwork, yeah, it may look more artsy. It may look more like intimate when you're close up. But like the majority of people who are gonna watch that video aren't watching it like they're gonna go watch a movie. They're watching it in hopes that they can understand the dance and break it down. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm trying to do with my demos because you know, if I don't want people's phone videos to do better than mine, what's <laughs> one thing that I can provide that's unique and it's been footwork? So you notice all my demos, like the feet, if they ever get cut off, it's literally just because the dancers are getting too close to me or I don't have enough space, yeah. but I'm always getting footwork. This is my final question. No worries. What, what makes a good demo? And then also what's the purpose of a demo? Like for wow. video or just in the, like what makes a good demo it, it, in general? That's For me, what makes a good demo is the, if the, the dancers are very present and they, they, they're free, like they're not trying to perform. Mm -hmm. That's when the magic happens. Mm -hmm. uh, a couple who are really good at this is Lucas and Tyna. Mm. You know, they're very much, they let go of trying to be perfect, mm -hmm. even though they, you know, to me, come across as pretty perfect. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they're in their element. You can see them, they'll sing the words, mm -hmm. they'll really love the song. Like, mm -hmm. that's what I think makes a good demos connect with the song that you're doing connect with the room mm -hmm. and then everything else will follow yeah and it's more fun to film that too mm -hmm. i've filmed demos where i can see the couple struggling i feel for them because i get it like 
hard, dude. It's like you gotta you gotta put on a show for all these people, and they're judging you. You just you're trying to get privates later. Yeah. And I've seen couples be like, "Man, we didn't feel the music." I'm like, "I know, I saw." Rewind. <laughs> they didn't feel the music, but they selected it. Yeah, I've had I've had a couple of, uh, after. Well, I think they liked the song, but they realized that like how they connected in a demo didn't work out as they had hoped. Like oh. you ever have a song, you're like, I love the song, but then right. you dance to it, and you're like, Oh damn! Oh, you play. I'm not really dancing well to my song. Or you know what else? I'll say this: anytime I have like a song that I chew, and I'm not a teacher, but it doesn't mean that I don't love to dance to music, obviously. So, but I have a song that I'll hear, and I'm like, man, I really want to dance to this song. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk to somebody that I really want to dance with, and I'll be like, hey, we, I really want to dance to this song you want to dance to it. And they'll be like, yeah, yeah, we should meet up here, or meet up at the festival, blah, blah, blah. The, what I don't do is go into like dancing with them and play the song first. Yeah. I play like three other songs, and then lead into that song, yeah. because it's like more than just an abrupt thing. And I think that's, even as you said that, I realized yeah. the connection thing between partners who may have not danced the whole weekend which is a whole nother conversation Listen. because they're dancing in the parties with everybody else Listen. and so this is their first time dancing and it's the song now go boom Real. so they don't have any build up to it you well, know so i think that that can be part of the reason why that, that happens you know i can speak to that and say yes that's definitely a problem and i'll share a trick that i learned from one of my amazing teachers is that um, if you're a newer teacher, there's definitely a rhythm and flow to classroom management, but also management of yourself over the course of time so that you have energy and availability to do the demo at the end. And what you want to do is while the students are practicing, you need to be dancing with your partner. Like you need to take time while the music's on for them to like take a couple of seconds, dance with your partner, familiarize your bodies with each other, warm each other up, feel where each other's at. So that way, by the time you get to the demo, it's not cold. Like, you're a little bit warmed up at least, and you can gauge each other's energy. But I also want to point out that, like, demos are so different than social dancing. Demos are different than practicing. Demos are different than performances. Like, they're very different. Demos are different than um, performance, Jack and Jill style dancing. Like, each dance, each thing calls for a different style of dance. And when your teachers are performing at demos, it's like, you aren't free to just dance however you want. You have to incorporate what you got through in class. And sometimes what you got through in class is not what you intended to get through in class, or it's not what you planned out when you first got here and you thought you were gonna do that song. And then you get a whole different student, like a group of students that you can no longer teach this move to that you were gonna do to this song, right? So mm. there's like a million different factors that change over the course of like, you can't always plan out your weekend ahead of time or like what's actually going to happen. So if the move you do in class is what you have to perform in the demo, right? Just the goal is to do that move in different variations over and over again so people can see that movement. And you thought of this song with this movement in mind and now the movement's completely different. It's like, do you still stick with the song? Like, do you feel like you can still pull up the same feelings and energy to this song with this movement? Or maybe your partner is like sleep deprived today. And so now they're not able to bring the same energy that they would have to the demo as maybe when you were practicing it. It's just like a, such a different experience doing mm-hmm. demos. And like you said, like any one thing can trigger like a downfall. Like maybe class was rough. Maybe you weren't able to answer questions. Maybe the weekend you've just been dancing so much that you're just really tired right now. And so demos just end up not going the way you want to. And it's hard to shake it off in the middle of it because not only will everyone in the classroom see it, but everyone on the internet's gonna see it. And that's really heavy. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody, even if the videographer themselves, like sometimes the organizers take mercy and they look at the video and they're like, yeah, we're not gonna put that up. But right. like the cell phone footage, because there was one Urban Kiss couple, it was like a professional, and he straight up like kind of tripped and dropped his follow yeah. in the middle of a demo, oh. and like the organizer didn't publish it, but everyone with the cell phone did. Yeah. <laughs> that was a rough like that one got mean for a while, and it's like wait, even, I, think I, I think I remember that one. Yeah, and that's bad because that happened. Wait, way like before. he flipped himself or no? He tripped the girl and she fell. Yeah. Oh, I'll say about this one. It was so bad, bro. And so it's, yeah. it's a lot of pressure to demo. Like, that's a big, heavy it's thing true. to do. It's true. For sure. Um, well. Yeah. But that's great, man. We appreciate you being with us. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Well, before we get out of here, where can we find you on mm-hmm. social media? Where can people 
like if they want to learn from you with the website all this stuff like absolutely yeah Yeah, uh you can find me on makana media i have a youtube facebook and instagram should just come up if you type it in, it's M-A-K-A-N-A. It's just a lot of A's. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's spelled exactly how it sounds. One word. Um, one word. Oh, oh, I mean, the actual handle. Yeah. yeah. Um, some, I've gotten this wrong a few times. It's Because <laughs> they're all different on each one. Uh, so I think on Facebook, it's just one word, Makana Media. Ooh. And on Instagram, it's Makana underscore Media. And YouTube, right now, I'm trying to get them to just give me Makana Media. So if you type it in, it comes up. Uh, that's probably the best way because my actual handle is like at Makana Media 70650. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, because someone else has Makana Media right now, uh, then they're not even using it. But yeah. So, but it, it'll come up, uh, especially if you type in like Makana Media Brazilian Zook. Yeah. I've kind of I've posted enough now where it's coming up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can you change it to like Makana Media underscore the realest? The maybe, maybe. The real Makana Media. The yeah, right. People are starting doing the real so and so. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Well, we appreciate you being here with us. We appreciate the interview. Um, and uh, that's it. I think we are out. You're. Peace. See ya.